If tomorrow was your last day, would you feel as though you have maximized your potential? How would you describe your perfect day with no limitations? How can you work towards achieving something as close to this, if not exactly that? And what is your dream life? Where is it? Who's there with you? And what does your Saturday look like versus a Monday? These are some of my favorite questions from the What Fulfills You card game. And I created this card game with the intention to help you on your journey of personal growth, as actually all of these questions in this card game are questions that helped me in my own personal growth journey in my 20s. But even more than that, these questions help cultivate more purposeful and meaningful conversations, whether it's with your colleagues, your close friends, or date night. I love to play this on a night in with a few glasses of wine, or now that it is spring and summer season, I think it's just so fun to bring this with you when you're hanging out at the park, especially for my fellow New Yorkers who like to hang out in Central Park, have a cheese board, and just have some deep conversations. You can shop the card game online at whatfulfillsyou.com and since you are a listener of the show, you can get 10% off your purchase with the code whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout. That's whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout at whatfulfillsyou.com. Enjoy! Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast, or welcome back if you have been tuning in for a while. So by the time this episode goes live, I will be in Paris, and I'm so excited because it's been a few years since I've been there for the first time. I went, what was this? This was in the summer of 2016 that I went to Paris, and this time I'm actually going on like a little bit of a solo trip, but fortunately have people in Paris and Milan, the other city I'm going to, that I will be able to meet up with and just like explore the city with. These are like people that live there that I have either mutual friends with or people that I've known prior, like that I've met through New York. Um, And which is a huge thing I talk about with you guys is encouraging everyone to go out and do things on your own, even with international travel. I haven't traveled internationally completely solo, except I technically, yes, back in um, like September 2019, I went to Stockholm, Sweden, Amsterdam, and Hamburg, Germany by myself, uh, but I did have a friend that was with me the entire time who lives in Germany and met up with me in Stockholm, and then we went through um, the whole 10 days together, but this time, it's a little bit less of that like I'm not necessarily meeting up with someone for the entire visit but I have like different people that I'm going to spend time with so I'm super excited for that and um, I remember like it was just 2018 that I went on my very first solo trip ever and now that I think of it like because I live by myself here in New York City it's very similar in the sense of I go out here by myself sometimes like it's just nice to have that option you know and um, my view on life is to try to minimize 
the lack of options you have and sometimes that can be related to like let's say you want to go to a certain concert or you want to travel to a certain place or city things like that maybe even dinner as well you want to go to a certain place but you don't have people that maybe could afford to do that with you or maybe they don't have the same schedule as you things like that right I have always looked at it as well life is too short for me to wait around for other people to do it with me but of course like I love the option to have both and so I'm really grateful I have friends that could join me um you know this in this case it's more like schedules might not align and that's totally okay and you know another time I'll go with friends things like that but I think seeing the world on your own as well is it helps expand your mind and helps you really see things from a different lens especially um you know learning how to become more of an adult so yeah in Paris very excited I'll be there just for a couple of days and then Milan as well also fun um that I'll get to practice my Italian so uh ciao ciao to those of you who are listening and speak Italian or you know know Italian I can speak it probably 30 percent it's probably decreased a little bit because with language you have to be speaking it on a consistent basis And truthfully, I was better with my Italian like during the fall and winter, like from October to December than I am now because I was speaking it nearly every day just in practice and or was like voice messaging one of my friends in Italian. But hopefully it just comes back more naturally when I am in Milan and, you know, if I'm ordering a cappuccino, like things like that, I can, you know, whip out some Italian. Um, That's just, yeah, things that I love to do is just expanding my mind and seeing the world, but also glad that I don't have to be going for such a long period of time. Personally, I don't like to travel for like three weeks and then come back and have to like get back into the groove. Like I like the flexibility of going somewhere for maybe a week or 10 days and then coming back to my home base. Like that's for me personally what I like to do or alternatively, maybe it's like I have an intention to be somewhere for two to three months. That's different, right? Because then you get to establish your groove and routine. But I think like when you go somewhere that's not as completely relaxing oriented um for you know like I wouldn't go to Paris or you know to different cities for like three weeks like if I'm gonna go somewhere for that awkward time frame it would probably be like going to the countryside of Italy like Tuscany Italy and just like relaxing and doing nothing so anyways random rant but today's episode is going to be just a short raw talk and thoughts on just what I've learned with relationships and dating and things that I have experienced in the past two and a half years of being single and I share this because well first there's been some recent events but also that I feel like there just needs to be an emphasis on this to my fellow women And I know we probably hear it frequently, but sometimes it hits different when it's a different person saying it. And so, you know, one of the things that comes to mind when I just think about a common theme that happens a lot, whether we know it, is that they always come back. And I am talking in the case of a guy always comes back to a girl that he ghosted or just left things weird with like I feel like women we always have these stories like of something not going well 
with a certain guy and then we're left really confused and we're wondering, you know, why that happened or where did that go? And let me tell you guys, they always fucking come back and maybe you haven't experienced it yet or in, or in because of that, maybe you're doubtful. I can assure you, especially primarily in the cases when it was them that was quote unquote in the wrong or they were the one that just went silent there like those are the cases where I want to say 90% of the time they always come back they always come crawling back reaching out to you whatever this happened to me twice one of them was actually recently as well but my first I guess uh dating person fling whatever you want to call it you know those things where it's like a couple of months and then it fades out right so I had one of those very quickly after my last relationship. So this was like end of 2019, maybe going early into 2020. We were talking, going out for probably about two and a half months. And then this type of thing, it was like, it was kind of, yeah, it was pretty much ghosted, but it was a very fading out way of ghosting, unlike my other experience that I will share as well. And because this was right, you know, right after my last relationship, I was definitely feeling on this high of, yeah, I have someone new already. Um, And so I didn't really have time to decompress as someone that's recently single. Like this actually just, it happened very much like a week after I had broken up with my ex and I was like seeing this person already. So I had like you know, maybe a couple of days of feeling the singleness. And then now it's like back with someone new. He kind of faded out, was a little bit more distant. When you see those things, it starts to become kind of like technically obvious. I think the burn, I felt the burn when I probably within a few weeks, I saw that I saw on his story that he had posted like this um, video of them, like at the beach, like with another girl. And I was like, yeah, I kind of saw that coming. Like I I saw that there was like some new girl coming into the picture. And I feel like that was why we stopped talking. And for some reason, again, this was like me over two years ago, but I was very, it was, I was very in my head about this whole situation. I was like, how did that happen? And my friend Dana, God bless her. If you guys haven't listened to the raw talks with her yet, just like find the episodes from, I think the last one was probably sometime in fall 2021. But one of my best childhood best friends, Dana, she has a really great mindset with dating and just the whole culture of dating today. And one of them being that she always advised me to realize looking at my value and looking at what I bring to the table that other people don't and and putting my focus on that because then you start to really subconsciously realize like oh I am like the fucking shit this guy didn't deserve me all of those things instead of that reverse I guess thing that we tend to do with ourselves like we put we're putting the guy on the pedestal that kind of thing um and and if you don't have that problem well, good for you because that's, I think, definitely a mental battle that many of us women go through with um, subconsciously prioritizing like that guy and like thinking, you know, we have to do things to like cater towards them. Like, but we don't even realize it until like when we're looking back, right? 
You guys, I've been drinking Magic Mind for months now and I have to say it's freaking gold. I mean, it literally tastes so good that I sometimes drink it twice a day, which by the way, nothing wrong with doing so, but they do recommend only one a day. So that goes to show how much I do really love this stuff. And I did drink one before starting my workday today. So why I love Magic Mind so much is because it actually makes me feel really calm and focused and it's also that perfect push that gets me into my flow state, which is what it's meant to do. And I'll share a few key facts and ingredients in this product. So it is known to increase and improve productivity. It has very little caffeine and it only comes from matcha tea. It's a great alternative for coffee. If you drink coffee for energy and focus, I personally don't. I like to drink Magic Mind with my coffee or just after because the morning coffee and just making coffee, like I just don't want to give that up. It also helps fight off fatigue and brain fog as well as some ADD symptoms. And the best part, it is all natural ingredients, including adaptogens, matcha, and nootropics. If you've been thinking about it for a while, I highly recommend you give this a try. It comes in a box of 15, and it's definitely the perfect amount for the month. And even better, you can enjoy 20% off your purchase with the code FULFILL at magicmind.co slash fulfill during checkout. That's fulfill, F-U-L-F-I-L-L at magicmind.co slash fulfill. Enjoy. So she always told me that. And then also too, as well, at the time, I still had the habit of maybe like looking at who he had recently followed just to see if there was any new girls in the picture. And that's how I kind of start to put the pieces together because there was that girl. Um, and my friend Dana, once again, was like, Emily, I don't do that. And the main reason why is because I've never seen any benefit of doing that for me. Like, it doesn't help me. Um, I'm not going to gain anything from it. So why would I do it? Uh, logically, of course, that makes sense. And, and fortunately, nowadays, I don't really have that tendency. I, you know, have matured. I've grown out of it. But I have talked about this with friends. I do know that this is also a somewhat frequent problem about like checking and seeing what they're doing um, or who they're following all of those things and nowadays I'm just like look this is social media like I live in the real world you know so I don't I don't get boggled up about that stuff but funny enough uh, this happened twice this specific guy he came crawling back twice once was while he was in the relationship with that girl which was like really in my mind I was like what is you know, you're, that's petty. That's really low. And already at that point too, this was one of those times where I was like, damn, I was actually truly too good for this guy. Not in a cocky way, but just that there was a lot of misalignment long-term. Like, yeah, short-term, we, we had lifestyle compatibility and things like that. But this guy definitely didn't... I, I was definitely... He probably knew this subconsciously too, that I was quote-unquote out of his league in many different ways and that he probably tried to make up for it by like running sooner than later like that's honestly the truth and I think that's more common than you ladies know as well and you know again I think it's something we don't really recognize until later on but when that happened of course I didn't entertain it I was like okay you know my friend Dana told me this would happen and and it did but then it became even funnier when then like nine months, another nine months later, 
So this was like spring 2021, about a year ago. He reaches out and he, you know, I'll give him credit. He had like the balls to like formally message me and and just say, hey, how are you? It's It's been a while, all of these things. And this is, I'm going to have this comparison for this other ghosting experience. Um, but I respected that he, he had a message. He, he gave me his intention and wanted to meet up with me again at some point for dinner and catch up. Like he made the intentions clear. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Um, at the time, you know, I, this was spring. So I was like, I knew I was going to move to New York. I also knew I had no interest in this guy, but was I up for a dinner to catch up? Like I contemplated it. I was respectful enough to respond. That's a huge thing for me too. I don't ghost people. And I'm also not the type of person to not respond to you to be petty. Word of advice, my friends, don't do that. If you have certain principles that you want people to live by, then you should also live by them as well. So for me, that's a big deal. I don't leave people on red. I don't do those things. I will always respectfully decline or respectfully tell them my thoughts. And you always want to do that as well because you want to leave a good taste in their mouth like when they think of you maybe they might not like you in that moment because you denied them or whatever that is but later on they will realize it at some point that you were really mature and respectful in doing so and mature people realize that (laughs) so I remember I had told him you know he didn't know that I didn't live in Orange County anymore he lived in San Diego I lived in Orange County at the initial town we were talking And then by that point, I was up in LA already. So basically, I had said to him, you know, yeah, I I could be down, but I live in Los Angeles now. So in other words, I'm saying, if you want to come see me, you can come up to LA. And and, and then at that point, too, obviously, if you're making the effort to come up to LA from San Diego, I'll consider it. But besides that, you know, I'm like, I don't know why I would want to see you. So moral of that story is, you know, he came back twice in like a a span of a year, like a little over a year and a half. Like he came back once, I think eight, nine months later, another time, another eight, nine months later. And like I said, from this one, it was a great experience because I later on realized I was too good for him. But truth be told, in the moment, I thought that that was what I wanted and even that too I didn't I knew that I didn't you know necessarily want to date or like have another boyfriend right off the bat I think it's important to have space and time for yourself and enjoy being single again but we did have a pretty good connection um but was definitely only on one dimension if you want to put it that way and so that was that but funny enough um last summer I was talking to seeing another guy 
And this guy's like older as well. So I've mentioned this on the show before. I have a tendency to typically date guys in their 30s. Um, that has worked better for just my lifestyle, my mindset, my interests. It has uh, coincidentally typically aligned more so, but that's not like specifically what I only go for, but just by sheer um, experiences, like that's just what has been the pattern. (laughs) And I say that too, because this other guy was only a year older than me, the one, like the first ghosting experience. And this one I'm about to share, he... He's in his like mid, he's like mid late 30s now, not late 30s, but like 10 years older than me. And this guy runs a company. He's been doing it for four or five years now. He has employees, like he has an office in Midtown Manhattan. He, you would think, has the capacity to communicate, be more direct and be, you know, I don't know, just more mature, right? And we were going out for about two months. um, And this was at a time when I still lived in LA. But I was about to move to New York. And I had, you know, seen him twice prior to my move. I moved end of August, but I I saw him like once in like, it was early July. And then again in August. So like about a month apart. And I remember the second time, and, and this is to add to this guy, I was texting every single day. So even when I was in LA, we were texting pretty much every single day. There was, you know, this ongoing, it was, it was like ongoing. Um, and we had a lot of similarities, especially in our backgrounds. We were from like the same state in Pennsylvania. We just had very similar upbringings um, and similar mindsets as well. So I think that was great. And initially he was very direct, like very easy for me to talk to and communicate with. So I, I was really on board with like seeing where it was going to go. However, oddly, on our last, I guess, um, I don't even know what, I wouldn't even call it like a date, but like the last time I had saw him, I was at his place. It's, you know, it was a Friday and he went to work and I went, um, I think just went off to a coffee shop to, you know, do my own work. And I remember that day he had texted me and and said that he went to look at dogs that day. And um, I was, you know, I was like, oh, it's cute. Like, you know, he sends me a photo and I'm like, you know, it's bizarre in a way because for the two months that we were talking, he had never mentioned that this was something he was thinking about. And so anyways, this was on my last visit to New York. Uh, I think I was leaving back to LA on Sunday or Monday. So this is Friday. We're talking. We we have plans to get lunch the following day, which is Saturday. Then he tells me, you know, that evening about the dog thing. And I'm like, okay, cool. He says, you know, he's thinking about it. And he told the, I guess, like the owner, you know, um, if he's going to get it, he'll come back tomorrow on Saturday. So I'm thinking, okay, that might be something that's preoccupying him. Um... And again, this guy's direct. He always responds. Like never had any anything that caught my attention that was weird. So Saturday rolls around and it's like 12 o'clock. It's noon. I didn't hear from him. So I just text him. I'm like, hey, are we still grabbing lunch? And that was the first time I had to text him to confirm or, you know, because in the past he was always like, 
hey, let's grab lunch at two or hey, let's get dinner at whatever time. Like he would make the plan. And and that was great because that was really important to me. But that's where it was bizarre because on that day, he, you know, and he had his red receipts on as well, which is relatively normal at the time he had, he had them on for the most part of like of us talking. And even though I don't like it, but, um, you know, he doesn't respond. I saw that he reads it. So I'm like, okay, you know, maybe he'll respond in a little bit. A couple of hours go by and I'm like really confused because again, I just saw this guy the day before. We were texting the previous evening and about how he was getting a dog or most likely getting a dog. And, you know, he reads this and like just no response. So I get this weird feeling that I probably won't see him. But I decided to follow up. I had brought it up with my friend Dana. I was like, should I just follow up and see? Because again, I'm like, I'm here visiting, you know, I wasn't living here yet. So, you know, I was like, I felt a little bit more crunched for time in a way where I'm like, if I'm going to see you, then I should see you before I go. And he knew when I was leaving. So I follow up around like three or four o'clock. He does, he reads it, doesn't respond. And that was that. That was literally how things were left off. This, that's, in my opinion, way worse than seeing the ghosting coming, like coming up soon, right? You know, when someone starts to fade out, you see it and you feel it and you just know it deep down, even if you're having conflict with yourself on figuring out why, you just know it's coming. So, um, so that's what happened. But, uh, you know, a month and a half goes by. I finally, like, I, a couple weeks later, I moved to New York. And then around mid-September, I remember I was still thinking about this guy. And I would talked about this with another friend and, and a guy friend, actually. And he was like, Emily, 90% of whatever shit can just be resolved with communication. And so he's like, it's not that hard. Don't overthink it. If you're thinking about him, just reach out. And at that point, you'll get your answer, right? That resolve, that closure. And in my mind, I knew the same thing. I'm like, I can text him. He either responds and we'll see where that goes or he doesn't respond and that's also an answer for me. So I did follow up um, and this was like mid-September. He doesn't, he reads it and he doesn't respond. And did I feel a little bit burned from that? I'm like, yeah, in a way, but I finally, I let it go. I was like, this, whatever. Um, pro- and in my mind, I knew from my previous situation, from the first one I just shared, that it would probably be similar in that I will realize I was too good for the guy and this was a dodged bullet. So, you know, a couple weeks later, I ended up meeting someone and I for sure totally forgot, like not completely forgot, but just was like, all right, that was a good call. You know, it happened. And I had met someone new that didn't, you know, that it didn't really evolve into anything specific, but we certainly had a different kind of connection than the guy that I previously was with. Even for this one, even though, like, the new one, like, when I finally moved to New York, even though we didn't formally date or, you know, get into specifics of, of pursuing anything, it certainly opened my eyes into, like, my actual taste and my interest in what I look for in a guy. And, that has expanded a lot into very specific things. Um, one of them being is like now I notice I have a tendency to not really date 
guys from here like I I'm super interested in people that are foreigners and speak other languages and just have a more global perspective because upon reflection I realize that that is something that is a big part of who I am not only are my parents immigrants but I have a love for language and I have a love for European culture specifically and I certainly um, am fortunate to have a perspective of life from a more global lens instead of America only, which isn't really a right or wrong thing. But I, you know, growing up in a small town that I came from, which again was about 8,000 people, it was very much like, oh, this is this is all what life is, you know, and people were climbing the social status and social hierarchy of my town or like the small county that I lived in, which (laughs) obviously now it's like that shit is nothing. And there's people that still play that social status game in that county or in that town that I lived in and the school that I went to as well. And, you know, most kids there when I grew up, they their parents or their grandparents also went to those high schools and stuff. So like people knew each other from previous generations and I remember I always felt kind of left out in that sense but now I get to reap the rewards in a way of having that more global perspective and want and having the desire to I guess maybe like be with people that have that and have different cultural backgrounds and understand the value of coming here to America and like not necessarily just having generations that were already rooted here and just being the next generation. And um, the reason why I bring that up is basically the person that I met in September kind of enabled me to realize like that is actually a big interest of mine in, in in having that in a partner. But long story short though, this guy that once again I thought I had really liked and and I and I did like him like he was he was great this is about the the guy that I was talking to during the summer and eventually I think got a dog or some shit but he re- followed up reached out to me just very recently a few weeks ago and compared to the other guy the the first story I was like, the way he reached out to me was quite frankly, kind of pathetic. He was like, hi there, are you still in New York City? Like, that's it, right? And mind you, he he knows how things were left off. He knows that he never really responded. He never gave me an answer. And so you would think at the very least, if someone's going to reach out to you, they're going to at least acknowledge something of that nature they're going to be like hey you know and again this is if they really care to see you or take you out again or whatever that is they're going to make the effort to acknowledge where they went wrong and why they would want to see you again and also their intention like what they want to do right this guy just texts me like that whereas even the first one at least he was like hey i would love to go to dinner with you and catch up he's already proposing an intention and kind of alluding to what he would potentially like to see, you know, because you you put the pieces together, like dinner, talking. Obviously, that's a little bit more formal, like he's asking me out. Whereas this one is just like asking me if I'm still in New York, like 
you can go on my Instagram and you can see. And he knew as well that I was moving here. He also like knew which building that I was going for. Like he knew when I signed the lease. Like he like he knew these things. So to me, it made it even more embarrassing that he would ask such a naive question, one that I'm pretty certain he knows the answer to considering he even, you know, kind of tried to help me find an apartment here, like when I was looking for the apartment. But all of that is to say, I remember during those times, the common theme I had with many of them is that I was always wondering, does this guy want to date me? Or does this guy want to xyz like where does he want this to go even though one of them was like i want a like i'm looking for a relationship he certainly didn't do it i guess like in a way where i still felt that certainty and i share that because that's a probably a big lesson i have come to realize on my own is that if someone wants to be with you and if they truly really like you and value you they will find ways to communicate that outside of just verbalizing but also they will just make it very known and they will not make you wonder and i share that from fucking hope to god he's not even listening to this but um i share that from an experience with someone that i'm now with where there was never a time that i had to question how he felt about me and I guess not even not even like the question of like where things were going, but just I felt very secure in how he felt about me and how he felt towards me. The, maybe the only thing was at the time, again, this is very normal when you're starting to fall for someone, it gets a little scary because you're like, oh my God, is this turning into you know, a relationship or like what that may be? But I will say that can be kind of normal about like the uncertainty of the relationship because that can feel like a big step even for myself because I you know I haven't been in one for a while and so when I was finally thinking about okay it might lead to this it did scare me for a good bit but it brought me a lot of comfort in and and like an epiphany as well in realizing how well this specific guy treated me like it just was never a question and I shared this with some of my friends as well it's like I was so not even not really the word wouldn't be impressed but I was just I felt very loved and appreciated and I, I just didn't have to wonder and so I guess I'm just gonna leave it with that is you know I've had plenty of experiences with guys that not that I was like oh I wonder if he likes me but it would always keep me guessing. I was always in my head. And now that I've had or am in an experience where I am not in my head about how, like wondering if he's thinking about me or wondering like how he feels about me because it's just so obvious to me. That is exactly what every fucking woman deserves. And I know we talk about, oh my God, don't settle guys should be you know licking the fucking floor for you you know things like that as a joke right but truthfully guys that is that's how that's how it should be 
And all I can say is, you know, just from my years of dating and having been in a four-year relationship prior and having been single and exploring and, and all of those things, if you have to guess and if you have to wonder if this guy is XYZ or, if it, or where this is going and all of these things, it's probably not it. So enjoy the process. Enjoy being single and dating and learning over time, but also never forget your value. Know that you are the fucking shit because if you say that to yourself and you believe that, people will also believe that and treat you in that way as well. And most importantly, look out for the guy that makes you feel appreciated and loved and really respected and does it consistently without having you wonder and guess definitely treat those well because they are a keeper that was all for today's episode i hope you found some value in it i know it was a little bit more of a rant slash raw talk and i feel like i try to mix it up in my podcast where i do a mixture of formal conversations or more so formal type conversations and then others that are like this one where it's completely raw and open and just kind of a bunch of my thoughts and so uh, try to keep it fresh for you guys but if you enjoyed it as always please be sure to rate and review the podcast on apple or spotify if you didn't know you can review the podcast or actually rate the podcast on Spotify now. So as always, would appreciate it so much. And if you loved this episode in particular, would love if you could share it on your Instagram story, tag the what fulfills you Instagram at what fulfills you. And then my own Instagram is just at Emily E. Duong. Thanks again for tuning in. I will chat with you all next time. Bye.